And uh, I'm really not a big fan of saying, no, if you're an opera singer, then you cannot do musical theater because it's just not true. But unfortunately, yes, the industry is like that. But I, I personally will not put myself in like a box because I enjoy doing both. Today I'm talking to the baritone Jubin Amiri. So wonderful to to meet you here on Zoom. Likewise, thank you so much for inviting. Yeah, me. and and where are you now at the moment? I'm in Vienna now. Are like, oh, you here? Okay, oh wonderful. Also living but, in Vienna, right? Yeah. Nice. But um, but and and where were you born? Also here. Okay. Oh, I see. Born and raised in Vienna. Okay, so oh, that's interesting. But now, um, you've you're um a baritone. Yes. And tell me your your story. Where did uh, music? Um, where did you get inspired to sing, or did you you play an instrument first? Well, yes, I did play piano when I was very young, like seven. I did it for a year. But I was not really interested in it. It's just my mom said, I, we have to play piano. So okay. And then I stopped playing for a long time. And actually a very um, profound moment in my musical career was actually when I was, I think, 12 or 13, when I went to London with my mother. And uh, we wanted to see a musical called um, Joseph and uh, the Amazing Technicolor Dream Code by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah. And on our way to the theater, we passed the Dominion Theater where they were playing We Will Rock You, the Queen musical. So I said, hey, why don't we go there? And she said, yeah, okay, fine, let's go there. And I, I, I we went there, I saw the musical, I heard the music and I loved it. I didn't really know Queen so much, but after that I bought a Queen album and uh, listened to it the whole time and then i decided like i didn't really like decide in that moment but like somehow the seed to become a musician was sown in that moment so amazing I started, I started playing guitar i started taking piano lessons again and then with like 15 or 16 my music teacher in my school um, said, hey, you know what, you should take voice lessons because I think you have a lot of potential. But you know, in puberty, I was like, no, I'm not interested. Mm -hmm. in that. Uh, but the older I got, like with 18, I, I started mm -hmm. listening to classical music myself, just out of pure interest. And um, then actually after graduating high school, I went to the army. I wanted to actually stay in the army and, and become an officer but I didn't manage to get into the military academy. So I then decided, okay, I'll just study history. And at the same time, my cousin came to me and said, hey, I have this voice teacher. He's really good. Uh, why don't you come with me one time? Just, you know, just try. let's see what happens. So I went there. Uh, I sang a little bit. He said, yeah, you know, you have a, you have a good material. You should take lessons. And I said, okay, why not? And I started going there on a regular basis. And then after like a year, I said like, okay, that's what I want to do. 
Amazing. So, but that switch, uh, because I've, if you said you uh, found a Queen's music very interesting, um, I think they were also classically trained, all of them. Yes. yes. Yeah, it's so interesting, isn't it? Uh, so, but but so you had then that uh, genre music and then changed to, was it just automatically that you started being interested in classical music? Or what was that switch? Um. I actually don't know why. Well, maybe, well, actually I do know because for my matura, um, I, I, I took an exam in music and one of the assignments or, or, or uh, materials to learn was a Don Giovanni, the okay. by Mozart. So I had to listen to it because I needed to prepare for the exam. And because I had to, I listened to it almost every day, all the, almost all the pieces. And that's actually when I started to develop a liking for that kind of music. And, but I'm not sure why I then decided to be an opera singer. I think that just. It just know, evolved. Just evolved. Yeah. yeah. And what, what was your mom then at that stage? What did she I'm asking because I'm also a mom and I want to know what your mom did to encourage you or, or did she just leave you to explore yourself? Well, I have to say I'm very lucky with my parents because whatever I wanted to try, they always supported me. <laughs> and if I wanted to take lessons, piano or guitar lessons, they always paid for it. Um, and they were, yeah, they always supported me. They were never against it. And uh, now I think they're quite proud of how yes, far, even though it's not, I'm still at the beginning of my career, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm advancing definitely. Yeah. No, but I mean, I, we, we have to, um, I think, um, be proud of every, every stage, you know, and, and um, everything you've accomplished is, is really something to be proud of. And I don't think it's, you know, if we always look in the future and think only then will it be justifiable to, to you know, to have this credit, but you've done so much already. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then um, you went to study. Um, where did you go and, and study music then? Well, with 19, I went to a private teacher. His name mm -hmm. is actually um he he studied with a lot of classical singers one of them was for instance gertrude riebler who was a prima donna at the met but like in the 50s or 40s a long time ago but he was uh even though he was classically trained it just career-wise he became a musical singer so that's how i also got to learn a lot of like i uh he also taught me a lot of musical pieces and that's also where I developed a liking for musical theater. And I was with him for two years. Then I went to, um, then I applied for MDV in Vienna, mm -hmm. didn't get in. So I went to uh, Silvia Edelman, the Richard Wagner Conservatory. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. stayed there two years. And then I applied for Musik und Kunst Privat Uni Wien. And they barely took me there. I was on the waiting okay. list. But I, I luckily I got a I got a space there and yeah and mm -hmm. I finished now with this semester. 
Well, congratulations. Uh, how many years was that then? So at MOOC, four years, at mm -hmm. Wagner, two years, and then two years private, so eight years in total. But you know, this this I find fascinating because I only realized this um, really when I did this project in Vienna, um, photographing artists in their windows. But I never realized that this, it took so many years of study and still, uh, you know, it, it can continue that you, you still have to study. And and I don't think everybody is aware of that, you know, that, that for eight years for you to start your career uh, is a very long time. And it's it's a lot of dedication as well. Definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I totally agree, actually, you, you, with arts, especially, you never stop studying because you can always, you know, um, improve your technique but also you know with when you grow up you have different experiences in life and your view on things change you know your personality also develops and grows and um the way you approach art how the way you interpret things also changes and yeah so um yeah you never actually stop learning mm -hmm. But this learning, um, or, or, or this 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 strive almost to learn more and to know more. At some point, do you uh, is it sort of demotivating also to think when will I when will I know enough or, or when will I be there? You know, is it or is it just the the drive of learning that that keeps you going? Um. That's an interesting question. I actually asked some of my uh, more experienced colleagues, when was the point when you realized, okay, my technique is there and everything and I can start working? And they said, never. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, you actually never really know because, for instance, I if I think back two years, years I in the summer, I remember very clearly, I was like, okay, now actually... For the first time, I feel confident that my voice is good enough to, you know, present it in a professional way. But now, today, if I listen to my recordings from two years ago, I was like, "Really? That? <laughs> that was not good." <laughs> so yeah, it really. I think it really. Um, no, you're never good enough, or no, maybe not good enough. That maybe that's not the right way to do it. But definitely. There's always work to be done. You can always improve. And uh, yeah, and it might even be dangerous a little bit to say I, it's good enough. Because um, then you just stagnate eventually. And uh, yeah, that's why I always, um, I, I, I know colleagues, for instance, who don't take singing lessons anymore, which I find a bit critical. I don't think I personally would stop taking singing lessons at least maybe twice a month or once, yeah, or once a month at least, bare minimum, because um, with especially with voice, you can never judge yourself the way that someone outside can judge your voice. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely try to continue having lessons and and yeah. But but this is also a, a pressure on you, isn't it? I mean, this this 
strive to to get it perfected or to get to the next level and then like you say you look back two years and you think okay what was that but mm-hmm. in that time it was good you yeah. know for what you were able to do but i'm just thinking this is, is this pressure on you in a way it is sort of yeah it is definitely because um yeah i like yeah like i said if i if i listen to the things two years ago and i actually would have you know presented it very widely might have sounded good for me back then but today it doesn't sound that good anymore but it it's already out there for instance oh, yeah. especially today when everything is digitalized and you have youtube and everything and you know if you up and we upload a lot of things but once it's there on the internet it's very hard to remove take it out again and uh yeah and that is that is actually a problem and yeah that can create pressure definitely mm-hmm. especially yeah. if, if um if there are recordings of yourself that you didn't um put there yourself but other people did oh yeah a lot of people do and i'm not such a i don't i don't think that's a i don't see that very positively Okay. But you know, what can you do if people record you during a concert or anything and you have a bad day and they upload it? Yeah, you can't really do anything about it. But do you think the audience, because the audience are not educated as you are educated in your specific, um, you know, what do your art? So we, we listen and we listen in a dip with a different, um, mindset so do you think it's just the artists that are overcritical, or is it also the audience definitely um the 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 majority definitely the artists themselves Mm. definitely like my wife is also a singer actually you you had an interview with her Mm. the a serbian soprano and like it's always like when when she listens to me when she listens to me sing and I'm like, ah, no, that was not good and everything. And she said, no, actually that was quite good and and fine. Or when I listen to her singing and she's like, no, I was not quite there and everything. I said, no, but you know, it it sounded good to me. So yeah, definitely artists are are more critical to themselves than the public is definitely. And yeah, like you said, you know, the, the, we cannot expect the public to have years of vocal training or musical training and um, also know the material as well as, as we do. Um, yeah. But so. I also find something very interesting. And, and this is uh, while we're talking about that, I thought that this is when I, when I did this project and I sort of asked some of the young musicians to play in the window you know like or the violin or uh, flute or so they were always not um they were always more concerned what their colleagues would think uh than than what you know if i post it they would say some would say so no but but my colleagues will be watching you know if i say no it's wonderful and and i'm so excited and so no no no, we have to redo it because my colleagues will know you know because if i think so that that you must have that pressure also um 
I can totally understand what mm-hmm. they're saying. Hmm. Yeah, because of course, if you have a, if your colleagues are also trained musicians, professional musicians, they also mm-hmm. maybe listen to it a bit more critical. But you know, at, at some point, I would. You just have to, you know. At some point, if you want to make music, you just have to make music. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I also learned. There are always going to be people who 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 won't like it or something criticize it. But I have to say I that I truly believe that the majority of people will enjoy, mm-hmm. will definitely enjoy it. And the people not enjoying it is usually the minority. And I think also it it has to do a lot with your personality because um, I think this is what what distinguishes you from everybody else you know that that mm-hmm. you put in your personality and your yeah. uh, what what you have to give you put definitely. in there as well definitely yeah but now tell me and and what happened to queen are you still um singing in the shower yes 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 <laughs> queen to songs them all almost every day yeah really right no, I don't have uh, any any signature or stuff. I have a lot of autographs from opera singers, but I don't have any Queen memorabilia, unfortunately. But it's uh, my dream. Really? I'm a Freddie Mercury signature yeah. one day. But let's see, yeah. they're expensive. They're very yeah. expensive. Yeah. But now, um, and you also talk about musical theater, and I saw you were in um, The King and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sure. Yeah, was that the mu- uh, musical exactly version? Yeah. yeah. So yes. tell me about that role that you played there. Well, um, so that's where I have to come back to my first singing teacher, Gordon Bovinet, because his husband is a, a musical agent in Vienna, Michael Staringer, and he contacted me last year and he said, "Hey, they're doing the King and I in in Merbisch and." They want to have Asian people doing the Asian roles, and uh, I think you. He said, "I think you would be perfect to play the lead role." And I said, "Yeah, gladly. I mean, I will definitely audition and see what happens." And uh, I auditioned, and they they said, "I'm I'm too," and I I also agree. They they couldn't give me the main role because they already first they had already someone for the main role. And uh, also for the cover role, I'm a bit of a no name oh, okay. to give me the, the 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 lead role, which I totally agree, which is also fine. Yeah, um, but they gave me a, a small supporting role, and mm-hmm. um, like a tiny, tiny, tiny role. And then they also gave me a bigger supporting role uh, where I would be the cover for that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. In both roles, I'm not singing really. In the small role, a little bit. In the bigger supporting role, not at all. It's just speaking. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's great that you can see it that way. You know yeah. that you can understand it that way. But Definitely. that is a little bit unfortunate, isn't it? That uh, that the industry is like that. Yeah. I. I mean. I. I grow fonder and fonder with musical theater even though i'm an opera singer and uh 
I mean, I've been told at the very beginning that I should, you, you should decide are you going to be opera singer or musical singer, which I totally do not understand. Because for me, in my opinion, you know, singing is singing. And it, the only important thing is, is to sing healthy. And then if you sing opera, you just have to adapt your technique and the, the interpretation a little bit. If you do musical theater, you have you sing still the same way, but you just have to make it a bit different. And if I, I also sometimes sing country music, yeah, it's for me, it's I, I, I try to sing always in the same way, but I just adapt, adapt it a little bit. And I think it's totally possible to do. And uh, I'm really not a big fan of saying, no, if you're an opera singer, then you cannot do musical theater because it's just not true. But unfortunately, yes, the industry is like that. But I, I personally will not put myself in like a box because I enjoy doing both. And I will eventually, still not sure, but I, I think I will probably, uh, audition for Phantom of the Opera, which we're going to do in Vienna next year. Um, because I, I just like singing and it doesn't matter if it's uh, opera or musical. I just enjoy singing so much. And also, you know, a job is a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but I, well, I, um, many years ago, there was a, a girl in Vienna, Jana, but I, unfortunately I can't remember her surname, but she actually did a thesis uh, on this, uh, how an opera singer can sing musical theater and mm -hmm. the, the, you know, the voice can be used for different uh, genres and, and mm -hmm. you know, effectively. So maybe it is a good time when you as young musicians start saying, okay, now, well, I will, I want to do it. You know, I want to, to mm -hmm. be able to do both. Definitely, yeah. And it is totally possible. I mean, what I would say is um, it's probably easier if you're an opera singer that sings musical than the I... other way around. I think that is true. I think if you just sing musical, especially modern musical only, then also switching to opera, is, is that might be difficult or almost impossible possible but if you have a classical training i think you can sing musical as well definitely yeah and you know i'll just try it for myself i see what happens maybe i can break the stigma of uh opera singers not being able to sing musical and the other way around who knows yeah who knows? i would love that and yeah. to think you said it to think you said it here um on my channel let that be the wish. <laughs> Let's see, because you know the 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 old musicals, if you uh, the golden age musicals from the 50s, 60s, that were usually opera singers or classically trained sing singers that did the musical. But you know the modern musicals, they're more rock and pop, so they don't have this um, classic vocal voice anymore. But yeah. But I think it's doable. I, I really yeah. think it's doable. Yeah, that would be amazing if you can change that. Amazing. That that's different. But now you were you were um, a student during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. 
Um, did that in any way, do you think, uh, hindered your uh, your studies or, or did it um, sort of, do you think there, there was a, a lot of ob obstacles in, at the time for you? Um, for me personally, not so much because, um, I mean, I didn't have, I didn't have lessons in the university for the first for for one semester at the very beginning of the pandemic, but that was fine because I also have options outside of the university to get voice lessons, which I definitely used. And uh, I also, you know, I have a very easygoing approach to studying at a university. I don't, I didn't take it too seriously. Um, I mean, I, I, of course I studied and everything and I try to yeah. get good grades. And, but for me, I knew from the beginning just that, um, yes, a bachelor's degree or master's degree is definitely good. It's not a bad thing, but it doesn't guarantee you anything. So I just, I did my studies. I so tried to learn as much as possible, but I wasn't going crazy about it. I, I wasn't like, oh my God, I, I, not getting lessons or I cannot attend this class and now my future is ruined or something okay. that I totally yeah. didn't know. I was actually very easygoing on that. And I, yeah, I also, I, I try to not create um, pressure. I try, I just try not to panic. I just say, okay, it is how it is. Try to make the best out of it. And uh, yeah, I think I, I managed it quite well, definitely. But many artists also said that they enjoyed this time, this bit of freedom, mm -hmm. you know, not pressure so much on uh, schedule and, you know, have to be there and have to rehearse for this and that. So was it also a time where you think it was good for you to just take a little bit of a break? Um, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that mm -hmm. because I was still... Um, my studies, and like I said before, I, I didn't take the studies too seriously. I, I'm not someone that like learns like crazy. And also I, I had the luck that my professors and teachers in other subjects, they didn't put a lot of pressure on me by saying like, you have to learn 20 pieces until tomorrow. Um, so no, actually I, I had some concerts and projects that were canceled where I thought that, that was quite a pity and I would have loved to actually do them. Oh, I see. Okay. Mm. That way for me. Yeah. Yeah. But now, um, also something that's interesting for me is that when you finish your studies, then you have to now go into this career, but there's no, there's no guarantee. So you have to now mm. manage yourself and you have to promote like, yourself and so on. So, is that something also that you think about before, you know, that you start thinking because you, you talk now that you had concerts. So is that something in the time that you study that you start a sort, sort of uh, start, you know, doing concerts and, and getting your yourself known with the right people? Yeah, I think it's definitely not a bad idea to start early. Mm -hmm. Definitely not. And maybe you should in your last year of your studies, maybe attend 
some big competitions. I mean, if 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 you if you can manage to get to the final rounds, um, but I didn't do that because again, it's um, I didn't want to pressure myself too much. I didn't want to say, okay, now I'm finished with my studies. Now I have to find a work. Now I have to find an agent or a theater that hires me, because, um, like I said, I have a, I'm in a very lucky uh, situation that I'm financially stable, and I have my apartment and everything. And so I said, okay, I'm going to take it one by one. I finished my studies. Now the summer I'm going to spend, like, really polishing my 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 auditioning repertoire and then in, in autumn or winter I'm gonna just go to the agencies and audition mm-hmm. and see what happens and also do some competitions over the year but, but yeah like I said I don't have to you know do everything at once fortunately yeah I take it one by one well, you seemed very chilled. I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think the the business and also what I uh, also what I experienced now in Mirabush, it, it can already be very tough and hard enough. Yeah. So if I have the luxury to, for myself to you know, play it slowly, without stressing myself too much, then yeah, I'll do it like that. Mm-hmm. Do you have outside? Um, also interests uh, outside of the industry, like, you know, sport and so on? Um, like a hobby? You mean? Yeah, you know, like, do you do some sort of sport or... or um... Yeah, I go, I mean, I, I go to the gym three times mm-hmm. a week. And uh, in the summer, I love riding my bicycle through Vienna. I think it's very yeah, difficult okay. to have a bike in Vienna. Definitely. Yeah much faster than if you take the public transportations and um, yeah that's pretty much it okay yeah yeah you know you seem to be really in a very good place (laughs) i am i am yeah this is amazing i definitely am yeah like i said i'm i'm very fortunate Mm. definitely but now, Jiren, um, tell me what are your wishes for the future now? What, where do you see yourself going? Well, I think I am very, um, I am ambitious, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I also uh, had a very good development in, with my voice and uh, just in general, my musicality and everything. I would def, I mean, yeah, I think every opera singer wants to sing on the big stages. Mm-hmm. Staatsoper, Met, whatever. Yeah, I think that's a good. Uh, that's a might be a good thing to aspire to get there. But I'm, you know, I'm also aware that it's very hard to get there, and that it might not happen. But I think what would be good for me in the near future is to be in a small theater, just where I can sing a lot without having a pressure of having like to, you know, for instance, if I would start now at Staatsoper, I might survive, but I think for a young singer to already start in such big houses might be detrimental in the end. Because 
there in, in in these big houses you know you're you're one person or you're like one uh, how do you say it in the machinery and yeah. usually you you're there for a while and then you're gone again because mm-hmm. you're spent or whatever reason so I, i i would love to spend the next couple of years in a small theater in the ensemble mm-hmm. there just do my roles eventually also having bigger roles but definitely for the future or the um, further future i would love yeah. to experience also the big houses but i also have to say i'm not someone who says like i will i want to experience them but i don't i don't have to necessarily be like the the primo uomo there or the first parent uh, okay. or something like that because i think in the end it's For me, at least, it's more important to be able to do my art than to have my art dictated by other people, if you understand what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think in, in like smaller theaters, um, I can maybe, um, how do you say, uh, present my artistry a, a little bit more freely mm-hmm. than if you go to like one of these mega houses where, yeah, you're just like, one person in hundreds and yeah yeah and 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 a lot of pressure also a lot of pressure yeah. you mm-hmm. have to perform uh, if you don't perform you're gone you know you're you're so yeah. irreplaceable yeah that's why i also try to you know take things slowly yeah and i really, really agree yeah, yeah. really Now good I, with my craft yeah I totally agree with you. I think you've got it all all sorted out. You, Thank you. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. I absolutely like love your approach. And I think it's the right way, you know, because it's there's still I think there's also very much pressure sometimes on younger artists to to do these bigger roles and then they're not ready and and uh, you know mature enough for it and then they sort of get casted aside and i think that's worse that is yeah and that is unfortunately that's the truth of how things work also yeah yeah definitely and it's a it's a very tough business and um you need to have a very thick skin And you need to, I think, endure a lot. And uh, if you want to get to the top, yeah, you need to be a very, you need to, yeah, have a tough skin, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. also, it, it helps if you're a good performer, a good singer, and, mm-hmm. and a good artist, definitely. Yeah. yeah. No, that's true. I totally agree with you there. But now, um, this was so wonderful to talk to you. Very oh, insightful. I, I really like your approach to, to things. And um, But I would love to know now, can you do a shout out for your favorite restaurant or coffee shop in Vienna? Favorite restaurant or coffee shop in Vienna? Uh, Where well, do you hang out? <laughs> well, actually, um, yeah, well, um, the gym I go to, it's called yeah. Russ Gym. Which is uh, it's uh, it's not it's very it's not your typical uh, gym, like yeah. or something. It's just one place, and it's very unique. And they the the owner puts a lot of 
effort into making it a very unique place. And they also have a restaurant there where I actually work because I was working at that gym for a year. Oh, okay. They have a sort of restaurant and they also sell very good coffee. Mm -hmm. And it's the restaurant inside the gym is called Das Anabol. Yeah. So yeah, it's um yeah, it's a it's a good place. Oh, okay. Definitely. Do do you have to be a gym member to go to that restaurant? Oh, you do not. You do not. Oh, okay. Inside the gym, and you just tell them like I would like to eat or drink something and yeah. let you in. Yeah. Well, that's a that's an interesting way to do it to have a restaurant in a gym. In a gym, yeah. And the the special thing about them is they what they sell is bowls, like you know they're. Well, there are lots of bowl restaurants now. Oh, yeah. yeah. But the thing is there, you can create your own bowl and you can also type in, you have a tablet there with the app and you can type in how much gram you want of all the ingredients. And it tells you also how much carbohydrates, how much food. Oh, really? So yeah, it's for fitness yeah. people, if, yeah, yeah, for them to track their food. Oh, that's yeah. great. So they, that's their unique concept. And it's yeah. successful. That is great. I mean, I'm going to go and try it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But uh, just tell me the gym's name again. Das Gym. Das Gym. It's in the second district. Yeah. And next to Ernst Happel Stadion. Oh, okay. Good. But I'll I'll put the link um, of the gym and and the restaurant in the description. Yeah, that would be very good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so have a lovely a lovely afternoon. Thank you so much for the interview. I also really enjoyed it. Definitely. Okay, I'm very happy. And about you have that. very good questions. I have to say. Oh really? Oh yes. no. Then I'm then very, I'm very glad. These are the kinds of questions I uh, I at least like to answer. Yeah, because yeah. I think it it then gives people more insight, you know, because it's also I'm an outsider in the industry. And I think mm -hmm. this is, you know, questions that I think always I would like to know. And I think mm -hmm. many people who are not in the industry that would this would also be interesting for them mm -hmm. to to know. Yeah. yeah. Good. Okay. okay. Thank you so much. Bye. It's a pleasure. Bye. Bye.